Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the beginning of the end of the beginning but not the beginning of the end of the end and I've seen this in history before what you're living through right now many of you morons think it's about social justice but um, ask the Cambodians where it led or if there are any Chinese amongst you who lived through Mao Zedong's murderous rampage called the Cultural Revolution ask them what happened in China about uh, the words that you're hearing now, fairness, income inequality. And uh, you'll see where it's going to lead in this country. Uh, Of course, they didn't have a Second Amendment. Nevertheless, they'll be calling for the seizure of guns. If if Biden wins, if Biden wins, as sure as I'm sitting here, the first thing on his plate is going to be the elimination of the Second Amendment. Today, they all wore African scarves. Of course, they're not African scarves. How did they have them made up so quickly? The dunces on their knees wearing these colorful scarves. Nice scarves, by the way. When I saw Charles Schumer wearing the the colorful scarf to show his solidarity, uh, I said that how pathetic can these people get? The answer is there's no bottom to how pathetic they can get. Now, I could ask you some questions and tell you no lies, which I will do. But let me tell you what I posted this morning and what happened uh, on Twitter about a little while ago. No, actually, the. Five hours ago, I posted, eliminate police departments in all liberal cities, exclamation point. Let the criminals and gangs run free. What could go wrong? That seemed to attract the attention of quite a few people. Shall I repeat it for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about? You want to eliminate police departments? You want the gangs and the criminals to run free? Are you serious? Well, that's what's being said by Charles Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and your Democrat friends, if uh, Biden wins and he picks a radical female uh, running mate who wants to defund the police, what do you think is going to happen in those liberal cities? Well, let's look at some of the cities that have eliminated police departments. There are none that I know of. But in Massachusetts, the police chief laid face down at the urging of the radical communists in the Black Lives Matter movement, and he laid down in the street at the urging of BLM protesters. That's the Massachusetts police chief laid face down at the urging of the radical communists in the Black Lives Matter movement. You should understand where this comes from. This did not originate with Black Lives Matter. It's the early stage of the cultural revolution that you saw in Mao Zedong's China, where 30 million people were eventually reeducated and killed. It was called a struggle session. A struggle session was a form of public humiliation 
and torture used by the Communist Party of China in the Mao Zedong era to shape public opinion to humiliate, persecute, or execute political rivals and class enemies. In general, the uh, victim of a struggle session was forced to admit to various crimes before a crowd of people who would then verbally and physically abuse the victim until he or she confessed. Is that what you think will happen in America? Is that what you want to happen in America? It's already happening in America. And uh, the defund the police is just the tip of what they really want to do, which is reform the police and put criminals in charge of the police departments. I'll refer a movie, a reference a movie called um, The Departed. It was done a number of years ago. Great movie about when a criminal gang put a young boy into the Boston uh, State Police. Looked a baby faced. I think Leon DiCaprio played one of the main roles in the in the movie. And that's how they infiltrated the police department to tip off the gangs. They put one into the police department. So you can highly remember, I tell you who's going to win on this. The gangs and the criminal gangs are going to win using the stupid liberal girls and boys to run the police departments. The stupid liberal boys and girls who were raised on drugs, sex and rock and roll, who want to eliminate police departments, will eventually create police departments run by criminals and gangs. And where is it going to leave we the people? Well, I'll let you figure that one out. Earlier, I tweeted, NPR says, drop white authors from your library. Decolonize your books. They want Newton, Hemingway, Shakespeare thrown out. I have said to you, I say it again, why doesn't Donald Trump defund NPR and PBS? They're nothing but far left communist, if you want to call them left. They're communist front groups. Why are we funding them? Why doesn't Trump defund them? I say defund PBS, defund NPR, not defund the police. Now, none of what I've said to you so far is that exciting. I realize that. Uh, Many of you don't even know what's going on. Many of you do know what's going on. A girl from uh, Minneapolis, a city council, some left-wing dingbat, some Lisa Bender, a, uh, a variety of occasional cortex. This one probably has a higher level of cortex in her than occasional, than Alexandria. This one is called Lisa Bender. You got to hear what she says in clip one. Listen to this. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for Did whom the system that? is working, I think we uh, need to stop back for and a minute. This is a, a this is a psychopath. This girl is a sick girl. She's on the Minneapolis City Council. She wants to dismantle the police department, and she says it comes from a place of privilege. It doesn't come from a place of privilege, Lisa. It comes from a place that I earned. I'm an immigrant son, and I worked all my life to leave the slums of New York. And the reason I don't live around those of the type you are talking about is because I enjoy the privilege I worked for, but I don't call it privilege. I call it earning. See, I earned everything I have, Lisa. I didn't take it from anyone. Maybe you feel it's privilege because you went to UC Berkeley and got a master's degree in something. Uh, City planning, whatever that, city planning, another genius. A bicycle coalition girl. The type that blocks traffic on Friday night when you're trying to get home from work or go to a hospital. But none of this is that controversial to most of you. You said, ah, ho-hum, I've heard it before. But here what I'm going to read for you now is controversial. It's entitled White Male Inventions. So let's have a roll of the drums. Ryan, come in and turn the lights on so I can see my own writing. I first published this in 1999 in Newsmax magazine, White Male Inventions. It's all factual. It was then republished in 2005 in my first best-selling book, really big best-selling book, called The Savage Nation. And I'm going to read it to you cold. If you disagree with it, tell me on what basis you disagree with this. White Male Inventions, written on December 15th, 1999 by Michael Savage. And here we go. Trains, planes, cars, rockets, telescopes, tires, telephones, radios, television, electricity, atomic energy, computers and fax machines, all miracles made possible by the minds and spirits of men with names like Ampere, Bell, Caselli, Edison, Ohm, Faraday, Einstein, Cohen, Teller, Shockley, Hertz, Marconi, 
Morris, Popov, Ford, Volta, Michelin, Dunlop, Watt, Diesel, Galileo, and other, quote, dead white males. I hate to disappoint my friends on the radical left, but what I'm about to say is tantamount to blasphemy in this politically insane day and age. Yet truth is truth. How long are we going to pretend that white males have not invented most of what we all enjoy on this planet in science, technology, and economics? It's due to the revolution in electronics and computer technology. But saying this is not enough. For these things didn't just spring into existence by themselves. They have traceable origins. And all of our so-called booms throughout history have the same origins as this one. It's no mystery. Just look at the list of names in your history books and their national origins before the Lisa Benders of the world burn burn these books like the Nazi that she is. Remember, it was the Nazis who burned the books. It was the Nazis who burned the books. And these left-wing fanatics want you to eliminate books written by white males. The great majority of booms, past and present, have been brought about by the genius and inventiveness, inventiveness of that most despicable of genders, the dreaded white male, or to be exact and specific, specific individual white males. Now, this is not to discredit the many contributions coming from non-whites, but fact is fact. Our most important and consequential inventions have come almost exclusively from white males. Curse me or all white males, if you wish. That changes nothing. But if you call me a liar, you'll have to come up with the proof that I'm wrong. Remember, I didn't say there were no important contributions by non-whites. I said the overwhelming majority. Of course, I know about such things as the Chinese and gunpowder, but they didn't take it much beyond firecrackers and pyrotechnics. And of course, I know about the pyramids and masonry of South America and the zero of the Arabs. Would we have atomic physics and electricity if it hadn't been for the ancient Greek philosophers who, for example, had the idea, the conception that all matter consists of tiny atoms? Aristotle, 5th century B.C., used electrical charges to treat gout. Archimedes perceived the center of gravity of solids, cylinders and spheres. From the basic discoveries of Greek civilization, it went to the Romans, and after the fall of Rome, it passed to later Europeans who expanded on the scientific knowledge that they had uh, created. In modern times, these ideas were developed by such Europeans as Volta, Ampere, Watts, Bell, Edison, and Einstein, who provided the basis for most of the technical wonders of today. All of them dreaded white males. Now, maybe you got your enlightenment from one of the Ivy League institutions of diseducation. Maybe it taught you that it's all a result of white racism and oppression. That every time a potential Einstein, Edison, or Ford popped up in the third world, a white hit squad would swoop down and eliminate him before he had a chance to prove himself. Hmm? Or maybe our would-be innovator came from a dysfunctional family. But the facts tell us that many of the great men pursued their genius at great personal risk. Like the astronomer Galileo, who proved that the Earth revolves around the sun. He and other men of genius and courage refused to be suppressed, even if it meant their lives. They would permit no race, gender, group, or class to keep them from the pursuit of truth and excellence, whatever the cost. If you eliminate, suppress, or debase the white male, you kill the goose that laid the golden egg. If you continue to ace him out with affirmative action, exile him from the family, teach him that he's a blight on mankind, then bon voyage to our society. We will devolve into a third world cesspool. Where has there ever been in history a group of human beings who have brought about the likes of the Magna Carta, the U.S. Constitution, and the countless life-saving and life-improving inventions that we now enjoy? It is certainly true that China did lead the world in technology and commercial inventiveness about a thousand years ago. They had great coal mining operations, gunpowder, a six-masted sailing ship, and intense commercial enterprise. But pay attention now. All of this collapsed because the elites, the long-nailed mandarins, centralized control, central, centralized control, 1,000 years before Mao, and crushed the expansion and inventions. Does this mean we should all sit back and let ourselves be governed by someone just because he's a white man? Of course it does not. It means simply that we shouldn't suppress anyone, including white males. 
Let our God-given gifts run free in a free and just society, free from the oppression and tyranny of left-wing social engineers. If anyone has gifts beyond our own, be he a white male or other, be grateful. Maybe we have gifts that in some small way can contribute something of value as well. One way or another, we're all in the same boat. Few of us, are tr- few of us have truly outstanding gifts, and most of us have to humbly accept that there are others around who are more gifted than we are. In a democratic society, it's not for big brother or big sis to decide who shall thrive and who shall struggle in the hive. This is called White Male Inventions. You can find the entire list on michaelsavage.com. I'll be right back. Have you ever experienced turbulence on a flight and wondered why? And you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? No, everything's peachy. Maybe you've sat on the tarmac for hours wondering why your plane isn't moving. Well, we're outside here. They're saying the ramp is closed. They won't let us park because of uh, Air Force One. Listen in on the conversations between pilots and air traffic controllers on the Air Traffic Out of Control podcast. 5130 declaring an emergency. There's smoke in the cabin. I need to make a landing right now on 31 left. We have the most interesting, wild, and funny ATC recordings you will ever hear. Check out Air Traffic Out of Control wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, living with chronic pain is the worst you can experience. It, it can affect your whole life. Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping, stopped them from exercising. I want you to look at Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. This really works. It's a non-prescription. It reduces inflammation, improves muscle and joint flexibility. Best part is this. This 100% natural CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application. and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. It really works. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief. Roll on. It rolls on, not a pill. And you get free shipping. This discount also applies to any product they sell on their entire site. How do you get this? Go to omaxhealth.com today and the code SAVAGE. That's omaxhealth, O-M-A-X health.com, code S-A-V-A-G-E. You get 20% off cryo-freeze. Anyone from athletes to Grandma Josie can benefit from this immediate pain relief. And remember, CBD is not the part that causes any psychoactive effects. It's pain relief only. You have pain that won't go away, then you qualify for Omax Cryo-Free. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. It feels great, too. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. Really, it has no scent. A nice, nice product. Cryo-Freeze works within 10 minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery, and performance. Go to OmaxHealth.com and the code SAVAGE to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. This product is the real deal. It works. Go to OMAXHealth.com, code S-A-V-A-G-E. You're going to get 20% off and anything else on their site. That's OmaxHealth.com, code SAVAGE. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Now, I'm going to now read to you the stupidest comment of the day. I posted the white male inventions on um, my Twitter feed, which, as you know, is the sewer pipe of the mind. And it, it really does draw in the dumbest people on the planet. So here is the dumbest. One more on right. So because white males invent most of everything, it gives them privilege over others. What is the point? Without slaves, helpers, most inventions are useless. I would say that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But there's another one that's even dumber or close to it. 
uh, came from another individual who will soon be thrown off my Twitter feed. The white male is an expert at killing people who would be inventing things next year if they had not just been killed by the conquistador. How do you like that one? How do you like that from a, a grown man sitting in his mother's basement on drugs who puts out such stupidity without even reading what I had published or hearing what I had just said? I read all the inventions instead of debating me, instead of saying maybe you have a point. The morons just put out the simplistic idiocy that has been put into their dumb Twitter heads. So we're going to go on. I can make it very simple. But remember, this is a talk radio show. And talk radio means you talk and we listen. And I'm going to invite you to call at 855-400-7282. We're now going to listen to people on par with those on Twitter who are as dumb as dumb gets. Here is an illegal immigrant. Well, she's at Omar from uh, Minnie. Isn't she from Minneapolis, Omar? Is she not the one who this nation took in from uh, Somalia? Is she not the ungrateful, horrible poster person for an ungrateful immigrant who never should have been permitted in the country? Isn't Omar the poster girl for everything wrong with immigration and open borders? Listen to what this ungrateful human being has to say about the Minneapolis police in six. I will never stop saying not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. All right, shut up. Get her out. Of, get, send her back to Somalia. Please get her out of my country. It's too late for that, isn't it? So Minneapolis, the liberal city, invited in Somalis. They elected this creature, Omar, who now wants to dismantle the police. Anyone see Black Hawk Down? Anyone see the movie Black Hawk Down in our homeland? Michael Savage, a host like no other. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. 
It is the uh, Savage Nation. So hysteria rules the land right now. An entire generation of drug-addicted children are saying the police are the problem. Now, let's see what happened in Baltimore uh, when the police presence was lowered after the Freddie Gray incident. This is NPR itself. Baltimore residents blame record high murder rate on lower police presence. Lower police presence equals higher crime. That's common sense and logical. The psychopathic left consists mainly of brainwashed girls, boy followers. They share certain things in common, which is the overuse of drugs and the underuse of the frontal lobe of their uh, cerebrum. Did the community itself want the police to back off after the death of Freddie Gray? No. It was the progressives, so-called, who were the communists, the liberal journalists who were the communist journalists, the politicians who were the craven, stupid communists. But the overall community in Baltimore did not want the police to go away. Around the time Freddie Gray was killed, homicides increased because of the police being withdrawn. Whether it was Ferguson, the killing of Michael Brown, the birth of the Black Lives Matter movement, what happened then? Crime went up. The more the police distance themselves from the community, the higher the crime rate. And so we're seeing the opposite of what needs to be done. I would say we should not defund police departments. I say we should increase the funding for police departments. We need more police, not fewer police. Certainly, we need to weed out the bad apples. Certainly, we need better training. Certainly, we need some constraint in the use of force. All true. But other cities have tried uh, disbanding their police departments. And in every case, in every case, it's resulted in higher crime and higher murders, higher homicide rates. So we can talk about it. and I guess they're going to have to live through it. Who is behind this? George Soros. I think it's George Soros because he's been plotting to nationalize the American police for ye- for many, many years now. George Soros, who is an outright, I don't know what to call him. I don't know the word for a man who fled Hitler and came here and did this to this country. I don't have a word for him. I have many words. I can't use them on the radio. Soros would like to see all local police departments eliminated and one federal police force created. Why do you think the left wants a federalized police force and no local control? It's very ironic to me that the left, which is always screaming about community control, community control, community this, community there. Remember those days of the same community this, community that. Local control, local control. Now they want national control of our police. Why does George Soros, who hates America, want one federalized police force? So they could answer to one or two people in the White House when the Democrats seize power in their mind. They want national control over every police department in the country. How'd that work out in Mexico with the federales? Anyone know how that worked out for the Mexican people? Where the federales are known to be the most corrupt, co- corrupt police force in the world? You don't understand this. Now, the Soros plot was outlined in an Open Society Foundation document. And this came up during the Obama era in a great article, September 2016, in The New American by Alex Newman. It's a very interesting story about federalizing control of American police under the guise of pushing criminal justice reform. And Alex Newman got this through hacked emails and documents from his shadowy open society uh, empire. You can read about it on michaelsavage.com where I linked the article. You, the people, are no different than me, the people. I, Michael Savage, am very upset by the communism that I see originating, arising rather in front of my eyes. This is not progressivism. This is naked Maoism. And where it will end is anyone's guess. How it will be stopped is anyone's guess. And when you see people who know better, craven, mad politicians, mad on power, Pelosi, who is using the death of George Floyd, To push forward an agenda she knows is a lie in her heart. She's one of the richest, most powerful women on the planet. You're telling me she doesn't want police in San Francisco? She wants no guards around her mansion? You're telling me Dianne Feinstein doesn't want police and guards around her mansion up in Pacific Heights? Are these people this crazy to try to stir up the masses like this? 
to attack the police like this? How can the San Francisco Police Department ever go to an emergency call for these people ever again? How? I don't know what it's like to be a cop or a state trooper or a sheriff anymore. I've always known it's the toughest job on the planet. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be it's going to be a tenable position very soon if this keeps up. And the only people who can stop this madness are we the people. We the people have to stand up to the insane left and say, no, absolutely not. And when they say to you, defund the police, say, no, police need more funding and more support now more than ever. They need more funding, more support and more training. We're not defunding the police. We want more police to keep people like you away from us with your gangs. And so here we are. Let's see what you have to say about that. Let's see what people like Joe in San Francisco have to have to say. Joe, welcome to the program. Mike, hey, they, uh, they have wrote a book in the 60s called The Naked Communist. And it, yes, Dr. I played the sound. I played the sound from it. So what's the point of that? Well, I just he made a scorecard of all the points of turning America into a social state of how. Wait, wait who wrote this book? It was called The Naked Communist and was written in the 60s. And it was also read at Congress. But, but who wrote the book is what I'm asking. You're quoting a book. Who wrote it? You know, I'd have I'd have to look further. Right, I played the soundbite years ago of J. Edgar Hoover in uh, his quotes on The Naked Communist. And I think that's what you're quoting from. But what what's your main point? My, my main point is a lot of people think, you know, that the, the plan of, a, of how these people are operating has been written a long time ago. And and Zelensky's got one and all this stuff. And it's, and this one's pretty detailed in our current state of how far along we are on the road. And it's like, oh, but you did heard me just tell you that George Soros was exposed plotting to nationalize the American police. You heard that? Yes. OK, that's the new news that you didn't hear before today that you should put into your uh, uh, compendium of ideas about this. Soros and his minions want police departments in America to be eliminated. George Soros, who has dumped tens of millions of dollars of his own fortune into fomenting riots, hate and dangerous anti-police extremism, wants police departments eliminated across America, according to this article. And what is his end? The end is to create one federalized police force that answers only to the bureaucrats in one uh, office in Washington, D.C. And so we're living through this. How is this affecting you personally? I want to ask you out there. Many of you uh, have been living through these riots over the last few days that don't seem to end. The endless funerals. It's, to me, it's right out of the book Animal Farm. How many times do we have to go through the funeral? How many times do we sit and have to go through this over and over and over again? Why won't they stop it? Why does a woman like Pelosi, one of the most powerful rich women on the planet, stir up the mobs like this? Why? Does she think she's not going to be touched by it? All she's got to do is study the history of the French Revolution. We have, we have to understand that the left is winning right now. Let's be very clear. Let's not, let's not fool ourselves. The left is in ascent right now. They're highly organized. They got tons of money. And they're using race as a weapon right now to destroy this country. So the question is, what do you, the average person, do about it? Do you put your head in the sand and go about your daily lives? Yes, most of us do. That's what you have to do. You have to turn away from it, tend your own garden. But what do you do when a neighbor comes up to you and asks you to put a Black Lives Matter sticker or poster on your car or on your house? Would you do that? Or would you say, no, thank you, I'm not interested in that violent group? Do you have the nerve to say that? you know anything about who BLM is? I bet you don't even know who they are. I bet you don't know who, who created them. I have an interesting article on them that uh, is worth reading that was compiled on the women who created it. And of course, it's worth looking at because they've done very well indeed. Like all good liberals, the women who created Black Lives Matter came to do good and they did very well indeed. TargetLiberty.com did a background on the Black Lives Matter organization. And it was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of George Zimmerman and the killing of Trayvon Martin. The organization was founded by three women, Patrice Kahn Cullors, Alicia Garza, and Opal Tometi. According to the Black Lives Matter website, uh, Cullors is a queer black woman, and of course a Fulbright scholar like Bill Clinton. 
She is a board member of the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights. She is the 2018 recipient of the Jose Munoz Award from CLAGS, whatever that is. Oh, that's the Center for LGBTQ Studies at the CUNY Graduate Center. Garza is currently the Special Projects Director for the National Domestic Workers Alliance. Well, when you hear Workers Alliance, you know what that is. That's communism. Um, According to the Black Lives Matter website, she is also a queer black woman. I, I don't understand what lesbianism has to do with this. Does anyone out there, can someone help me with this? I don't understand why so many women who are lesbian or gay, however you put it today, I don't know the right word, pardon me, I'm not up to my lexicon of which word to use. Why do so many of these um, people with this orientation hate the country so much? The third one who created Black Lives Matter is a woman named Tometi. She's a New York-based Nigerian-American. She is credited with creating the online platforms and initiating the social media strategy uh, during the Black Lives Matter early days. She's spoken at the Aspen Institute's Idea Summit. Uh, She's co-authored some books I never heard of. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there we go. There are other people who were involved with the creation of uh, this, including... Um, who was this one? I don't know this one. Bell Hooks, a black feminist thinkers. Baker was an important be- behind the scenes black activist for five decades. She was allied with the Third World Women's Alliance. Now listen to this carefully. A revolutionary socialist women of color organization. Hall was a Jamaican born British Marxist, sociologist, political activist. He was co-founder of the New Left Review and is closely associated with the journal Marxism Today. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So you get the picture. And what does Black Lives Matter hope to do? Here it is, according to their own publication. Disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families. Did you hear this? Are you listening very carefully? Are you listening to this? And villages that collectively care for one another, especially for our children. They want villages, not parents. They say we foster a queer affirming network when we gather We do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual, unless he or she, they disclose otherwise. I I don't want to read any more of this twisted mentality. It's insanity, by the way. This is clear mental hospital level insanity. Now you know who's behind Black Lives Matter if you didn't know before. It's on michaelsavage.com. If you disagree with it, I'm open for your discussion unlike them. The phone number to reach me and an awful lot of people will hear you, which will be more people than you'll meet for the rest of your life, is 855-400-SAVAGE. Back in a minute. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. What have we learned so far today? We've learned that these riots against the police are carefully organized, heavily funded. Uh, It's coming from central planning. It is uh, no short of a communist revolution. And unless they are stopped through reason and strength, by the way, not just reason, but strength, you've got to stand up to these mobs. Okay, you can't just sit here and roll over and say like a moron, yes, I agree with you, because I don't agree with them. This is a coup against America. This is a communist coup against America. And the only way to stop them is to talk about what's happened when police departments have been defunded. And that is the murder rates went up. Baltimore is the number one example. And the other answer is, I say we should increase funding for police departments. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. 
Police brutality is heartbreaking reflection of an entrenched system of racial injustice in America. True justice can only be achieved with full, comprehensive action. That's what we are doing today. This is a first step. Right, stop. This there is, is one more. of the richest, most powerful women in the world whose own father, Mr. D'Alessandro, was the mayor of Baltimore for a very, very long period of time. And I'm sure he got along really great with the Baltimore police. I don't understand how you can... How can you put up with this anymore? Who does she think she is fooling? I get it. Pelosi's saying this at age 81 to make believe she's wild and crazy, crazier and more wild than occasional cortex or Omar the Terrible from Minneapolis. I get it. In order to maintain her so-called credibility with the crazies on the left, she has to make herself crazier than they are. Instead of standing up and saying, we've got to help the police do a better job, we've got to do better training, and uh, under no circumstance must we eliminate the police because uh, we have experience in the past of disbanding police departments and we've learned the lessons and the lessons are very clear uh, as seen in Baltimore where after the police were, let us say, defunded, the murder rate went way up as a result of the lower police presence. Instead of saying a thing like that and showing guts, courage, leadership, under fire, she now goes to the lowest common denominator and panders to the mobs in the gutter. I also today um, tweeted in, uh, an article that's on michaelsavage.com that I wrote in 1999 called White Male Inventions. And most of the idiots who are responding to it are not reading it. They're not reading about what white males have invented through the centuries, going all the way back to Aristotle in the fifth century. Instead, they're putting up leftist tripe such as Here's someone named Carmen Baez, who thinks she's intelligent because she can type 15 words, says white, says white males are credited with inventing so many things because their European ancestors invaded, destroyed, raped and pillaged most of the world, stealing land, resources and credit for things that already existed. Carmen, my friend, let me ask you something. How come there were no inventions in Africa, for example, before the white man invaded? Tell me, can you explain that to me? What happened in Africa? Am I allowed to ask the question? I know it's very embarrassing, and I know you feel you have to answer the question. Common, additionally, can you tell me what your ancestors invented prior to the introduction or invasion, if you want to call it that, or colonization of your lands, your sacred lands before the Spanish invaded? Tell me what your ancestors uh, invented or created, because I don't know of them. Perhaps I missed it in my textbooks. I'd like to know what was invented, for example, in Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, in those countries prior to the Spanish conquest. Well, I do know there were pyramids. I do know that uh, people had their hearts cut out and the hearts were rolled down the pyramids to satisfy the bloodlust of the leaders of the ancient Aztecs. I guess you could call that an invention. I haven't seen that in Minneapolis yet. But then again, it's early. It's early in the riots. Uh, maybe they're working on some pyramids behind the scene. And now, again, the same idiot writes, additionally, American white men are more likely to receive funding for the inventions because the whole United States were created for their benefits. Stupid, as stupid, as bigoted as a human can be. This woman is as stupid, as bigoted as people can be. I'm again saying historically, how do you explain Aristotle in the fifth century? discovering atomic physics and electricity, who had the idea of the atom. How, how do you explain that? How come it was the ancient Greeks who figured that out? Who did they take it from? Did they steal it from some impoverished third world person? Because it was from the discoveries of Greek civilization and that it went to the Romans and after the fall of Rome passed to later Europeans who expanded on the scientific knowledge. It was Greek philosophers who had the idea that all matter consists of tiny atoms. They didn't steal that from any third world. Did the ancient Greeks steal that idea from someone that I don't know about? Was there someone in, the, in, in Aristotle's house that he stole it from? Of course not. And so you can lie to yourself all you want to make yourself feel good, but you can't change history and you can't change reality. And the more you go down this road, the faster we're going to descend into total and absolute stupidity, chaos, tribalism, and living in the mud. That's where we'll wind up. It's that simple. Stop being stupid. Stop espousing such stupidity that all white males steal and all white males rape and all white, white, white males pillage. I'm sick of it. 
I'm not going to take it anymore from these morons. This is a product of diversity training. This is a product of the brainwashing of the schools. This is a product of the cowardly men in the media. This is a product of the cowardly people in the universities. Another idiot writes, the white male is an expert at killing people who would be inventing things next year if they had not been killed by the conquistador. So I say to this moron, and the Chinese and the African tribes who sold slaves, are, are, is, are these people this stupid? They don't understand it was Arab slave traders who worked with African tribes, who captured poor African people who were bu- doing nothing to anyone, minding their own business, who were captured and sold into slavery, that it was not white males who did it. It was Africans themselves who sold them to Arab slave traders. This is not justifying slavery. Oh, so let me calm down the audience for a minute. I was watching a movie the other night called Oliver, Oliver uh, Twist. Now, we know it's a great novel written by Charles Dickens, one of the great authors of all time. Great author. And uh, they're in different versions of the movie, Oliver Twist. This one was directed by the great, great director, the disgraced director, if you want to call him that, who's living and hiding in France, who, uh, I I tell you the truth, I actually forgot the director's name. I kind of don't remember film director's names, but it's the greatest version. It's on TV now. And it shows what poverty was like for white boys in England, where the country was all white, and how they lived exactly like animals. In other words, this white boy was given away by the orphanage because he was an orphan. He didn't know his mother or father was. He lived in an orphanage. And the orphanage then sold him or gave him away to somebody to work in their house like a dog. And they feed him from a dog bowl. Oliver, Oliver Twist is given the dog food. The food that's left over by their dog is fed to uh, Oliver Twist. When he says something they don't like, they beat him and throw him into a coal cellar to sleep on hard coal. Now, of course, the story then shows him escaping this, this horror of uh, that kind of life and then leaving for London. He hears about London and it shows him walking this poor little boy the 70 miles to London. By the time he gets there, he has no shoes. The shoes have fallen off and uh, gets to London and he's almost dead from exhaustion. And he's in the city of London, which is at that time a, a, a hub of activity. And it shows another boy a little older than him who's a little better dressed, sees him laying there and literally near death. And this older boy befriends him. The reason he befriends him is because he brings the boy home to the attic where he lives with other impoverished boys and girls, which is run by a thief named Fagan. And Fagan has this band of impoverished youth go out and steal, pickpocket, things like that, watches and scarves and jewels from people's fingers, stealing things. And there's a band of little boy thieves, little boy and girl thieves. And it's the ups and downs of this poor boy, Oliver Twist, how he gets saved and then he gets lost again and saved again. The point is, is that every society uh, had poverty of the worst kind imaginable. Even this country, if you can believe it, there was a time during uh, the period of the Great Depression where people starved almost to death. You wouldn't know that because it's been expunged from the history books by the vermin in the in the universities. Take a look at what the Dust Bowl was. Take a look at the white people who were starving to death. Read the book, The Grapes of Wrath. Read about the white people who fled uh, the Dust Bowl and came west in order to scrap out a living picking grapes, for example, in the, in the great valleys of California. And you'll understand that people have faced slavery, starvation, deprivation throughout history. Uh, I could go down the list. The Irish enslaved people, the English enslaved the Irish. All through history, there have been terrible, awful, inhumane injustices by man against man. Man's inhumanity is endless. It's legion, the inhumanity of man against man. And for you to think that America is the most inhumane, racist country on earth is a mark of your stupidity and your your own prejudice, by the way, because you hate the very country that you're living in, thinking that there's a nirvana somewhere or an idyllic nation where you would thrive and do better. This is because you're a failure in life and you want to blame somebody for your failure. And what you have now is a grievance industry that is being fomented and flared up because of the horrible, horrible death at the hands of that cop uh, two weeks ago. 
And for seeing and when you see a Pelosi using the tragic murder of George Floyd to stir up the masses against her own country is one of the lowest points in Pelosi's career. Now, the only question is what's going to happen in November at the end of the road. We know Trump is the only thing standing between us and absolute chaos in this nation. What happens if Biden wins? Who is Biden? What does he really represent? Well, make no mistake about it. Biden represents the establishment billionaire class of Democrats. Don't be for one minute. Don't be mistaken about that bumbling old fool. The only question you have to ask yourself is who will Biden pick as his running mate? Now, of course, we know he's looking at some radical African-American women to be his running mate. They will be the president within three to six months when the three to six months after the election, if he should win, because this stuttering old fool will not last six months. It's impossible to believe. So that's who you'd be voting for. You have to ask yourself, do you want one of these radical women to be president or do you want Donald Trump to be president? And if so, what do you think is going to happen if one of these radical leftist women become president six months after the election or a year after the election? Is that the country you want to live in? Is that the country you want to raise your children in? Is that the nation you would feel safer in? Think about it and get back to me. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Everyone's talking about the defunding of police, which is, of course, a Marxist, Leninist, however you want to put it, plot to destroy local police across America, federalize the police force, and put them under the control of one or two people in in the uh, federal government. Should the police be defunded? What would the country look like if that happened? Would we go from looting to necklacing in one generation? Is America likely to become like South Africa unless the people stand up? We've exposed George Soros trying to impose a national police force. Now, behind the scenes, George Bush and his bushy crowd and their generals have turned against Donald Trump. I haven't talked about that. The generals have all turned, these are former generals, have all turned against Trump. Uh, The defense secretary against Trump. And uh, you have to ask yourself, is this a soft military coup against Donald Trump? Some have looked into the James Mattis history, and they call him a man who has feet of clay. They say he's not as great as people say he is. And you can read about that in some of the articles. We've also discussed who is behind Black Lives Matter. I think you'd be shocked to find out who is actually behind it. And then we had the shocking story of Nancy Pelosi uh, stirring up hatred for the police and hatred for America in another one of her insane diatribes calling George Floyd, the story of George Floyd, a martyrdom and going into martyrdom. It's right out of some novel about a left-wing revolution. For her to talk about police brutality is quite comedic, if it wasn't so tragic. And we go back to her own family in Baltimore. She had a father who was the mayor of Baltimore. Her brother Tommy was the mayor of Baltimore in 1968. And the city almost burned down. It was one of the hardest hit cities in 1968 after Martin Luther King was killed. Six people died, 700 hurt. And uh, her brother was the mayor. And uh, Washington had burned almost immediately after word flashed from Memphis that King had been shot. Chicago, Chicago went up the next day. Rioting erupted in 125 cities. But Baltimore remained quiet for two days. Very quiet. Now, Mayor D'Alessandro knew Martin Luther King Jr., and they got on well. They got along very well. And the mayor was aware that many Americans looked to King for leadership. But the fact was, he got ready for what was coming. And Mr. D'Alessandro called in police commissioner Donald Permalo. They invited black leaders to City Hall. And Thursday night passed without incident. Friday images of burning cities flashed across TV screens day and night. The TV again, the media did it again. Everything was calm, but Mayor D'Alessandro says, I was starting to feel it was too calm. Well, it was too calm. At 5.30 p.m., the first rock was thrown on Gay Street. Baltimore riot was on. A few hours after the outbreak, Mr. D'Alessandro went on TV and appealed for calm. He didn't get it. By 11 p.m., the police were overwhelmed in Baltimore. By midnight, listen carefully, boys and girls of the left. 
500 state police and several thousand National Guardsmen were on the streets. The mayor, who was the brother of Nancy Pelosi, needed the National Guard in order to control the city. By Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m., Mr. D'Alessandro jumped into a Jeep with Guard Commander Major General George M. Gelston, and they rode up to Gay Street and North Avenue. I'm trying to tell you something. Her own brother was the mayor, and he called out the National Guard to try and save his city. Why is Pelosi aligning herself with the worst of the worst at a time like this? Why is she not showing any leadership? Why is she not trying to raise people up instead of pushing them down? Why? Because that's all she knows how to do is is to spread hatred and violence. I never forget years ago she gave a speech at UC Berkeley where she told everyone to be a disruptor. Does anyone remember that speech? She was like a good commencement speaker, this this Congresswoman Pelosi that we have here. And she told the students at UC Berkeley, be a disruptor. Go out there. I'm a disruptor. Be a disruptor. Well, now that cities have burned, is she happy? Apparently not. She wants more disruption. How do the Democrats benefit from dismantling the United States of America? The answer is they don't even understand what they are doing. Because if they did, they'd realize that they live in mansions that are as vulnerable as single-frame houses down on the bottom of Pacific Heights. This is the Savage Nation. Be here or be nowhere. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I'm very close to Joe Biden on a social matter and on a political matter. I've worked with him for 35, 40 years, and he is now the candidate and I will be voting for him. I think he has been not an effective president. He lies all the time. He began lying the day of inauguration when we got into an argument about the size of the crowd that was there. Um, pe- people are writing books about his favorite thing of lying, and I don't think that's in our interest. I didn't vote for him in 2006. So what is Colin Powell trying to get out of this? He wants an appointment from Joe Biden. He knows he burned bridges with Trump. Colin Powell is part of the Bush dynasty. Never un- Look, never forget what's going on here. The big picture is it's the Bush dynasty has always opposed Donald Trump. They hate him because uh, Trump attacked their favorite son, Jeb. You remember Jeb Bush, the name Jeb? Jeb was running and Trump eviscerated him, verbally tore him to shreds. Do you remember that? And Mama Bush, who has since passed on, I think, has she passed? Barbara, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, she was, you know, she was the matriarch of that family, brilliant woman, powerful, smart in every way imaginable. Uh, she never forgave Trump for what he did to Jeb Bush. Colin Powell's part of that uh, dynasty, and he's vying for some appointment under uh, the Biden presidency, probably defense secretary. I don't know what he wants. They all want something. Then we have Mitt Romney, who has always been a, a strange bird. Mitt Romney, I had lunch with him years ago in a restaurant in North Beach. He was a very, he was a very gentle man, nice man, smart man. And um, I don't understand him, Mitt Romney. Here he is in 23, attacking again America in 23. We need a voice against racism. We need many voices against racism and against brutality. We need to stand up and say that black lives matter. Pandering, pandering, pandering. Pandering, pandering, pandering. But it's not limited to them. Then you've got the crazies on the left who've let their cities burn. Like, do I have to say de Blasio? How many times do we have to say de Blasio till you understand it's now a a noun? It's become a verb, actually, not a noun. A noun is a person, place, or a thing. He's become a verb. The word itself, de Blasio, is now a verb. And you know what that verb means. Listen to him now, the verb de Blasio. Based on the suggestions of the caucus, based on the work of the task force, that we will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. All right, let's stop right there. What's a youth initiative? Tell me what that is. What is a youth initiative? Can anyone explain what a youth initiative is? How many youth initiatives have there been that have changed nothing? Doesn't work. So, you know, I guess he wants to go back to the 60s where the adage was... Burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. I guess that's de Blasio's new campaign uh, slogan, burn, baby, burn. I think it's been tried before. 
So as the show comes to its conclusion, I say don't defund police departments, increase their funding, increase their training, and weed out the bad apples. If you missed any of this great show, it's all on my podcast in about one hour from now. God bless America. The Westwood One Podcast Network.